0: welcome to the secure the bag podcast over the next few months we're going to be talking to some of the most successful people from the fields of sport entertainment music and more and discussing how they reach the top of their field and ultimately how they secured the bag i'm frankie and as always i'm joined by the wonderful emily hall hi frankie we just both got off the line with gabby allen former love island and celebrity big brother turned fitness star i think i even referred to her as the female joe wick
1: <laughs> yeah she loved that Uh, Yeah, no. I think we we know Gabby quite well because we did a big Malibu campaign with her last year. Um, So we're really keen to chat to her to see how she's moved away from a reality star to a really prominent fitness influencer. Um, And I think in particular, the work she's doing at the moment for people during lockdown has been really inspiring.
0: But yeah, we'll stop banging on about it now. Um, And if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. But for now, here is our Gabby Allen show.
2: Oh, me and Emma have had a wild time in our time, haven't we? <laughs> that's what I want to talk he about.
1: He said earlier, he was like, he was like what have what we worked with Gabby on? I was like, Malibu, obviously. Like, that's where oh, we met. God. Probably
2: one of the best work trips that I've been on, because it wasn't really like work, was it? Well, that's,
0: that's not <laughs> what Emma said. Can not say
2: that,
1: because my director's
2: going to listen to this? No, anyway, because it was fun. I, I mean, how many people can say that they had to run up a blow-up pyramid... With goo all over it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as much as we'd love to all be uh, in the Dominican Republic right now, um, we are under lockdown at the moment, and, and I know that's uh, affected you. How, how are you. how have you found things, and, and how has it kind of changed what you do? Um,
2: To be honest with you, it's given me... So being an... Oh, I don't even like the term, but being an influencer, <laughs> whatever that may mean... Um, you, you're never, like, really structured with what you're doing. Like, I'm always, all like, all over the world, like, working like, different countries or, you know, there's, ne- like, no, no weeks ever the same. Whereas prior to Love Island, I used to work, like, 40 to 60 hours a week doing, like, four different jobs, like, most of them different, like, studios and as well as waitressing and that. So I knew exactly what I was doing every single day. Um, Could, you know, plan when I was going to see my mates and all that kind of stuff. But, like, when my life... Like before lockdown was just very much, you know, um, spontaneous a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of struggled with that a little bit when I came out of um, Love Island because I had no routine in my life. So one thing that lockdown has definitely brought back to me is having some structure to my life, which I'm definitely going to carry through into real life afterwards. Um, You know, like doing my workouts. Yeah, so I do my live workouts at 10 o'clock every single day. So it's like, it's become almost like autopilot now. It's like, that is what I do at 10 o'clock every single day. So, and then I build build my time right That So I'll get up at whatever, seven, get up, to, um, tidy up whilst having my coffee to like alert myself and then write my programme for that day. And then I feel like I've achieved something be- like before half 10, you know?
1: I think that's really interesting that you say that you want to put more structure into your life because I feel a lot of people are like, oh, I miss, you know, how things were before. But if you feel like you've actually got something out of this that you want to continue, I think that's actually quite Yeah, but nice. I think it's From because, it?
2: like, a lot of... Say if you're not an influencer and, like... So my brother, for example, he um, is in banking so he like has a very he's very regimented as in like he has to be in the office at eight o'clock and he only leaves the office some days at eight o'clock and he's on client meetings and blah 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 and his life is like ruthless in that respect because he's always on the go in that way. Um whereas he's loved lockdown because he's still working from home but he has a lot more freedom with it. Um yeah. and He's almost like, I feel like I get more done because I'm not under such, like, high pressure to be in work at a certain time. Whereas, for me, I definitely feel like I've made the most of my time and I've worked... I've actually worked harder in lockdown the last six weeks than I did, like, as in on my stuff, like, my personal, like, projects and stuff like that than I did do beforehand, which I'm very grateful for, to be honest.
1: Yeah, well, I've absolutely loved the morning workouts. Um, I, like, told Frank about this, um i think they're they're really easy to get involved with like i've tried to do workouts from other people but i find yours are quite funny like you'll be like oh sorry no like i've missed that step or i've done this and i feel like it i feel like it's just more relatable and like easier to do um yeah and i've actually actually really enjoyed it you've been doing them haven't you em yeah yeah i've been doing them every- they've got a bit tough in the last couple of weeks i'm gonna be honest i don't feel like my <laughs> fitness is like built up to the level maybe it should have done um but me and my housemate have said like after all this changes maybe maybe we can't in winter but like definitely in the summer like i'm not going to go to the gym anymore like i prefer to work out i can work out outside and do these lives yeah, i actually it's think it's, actually it's a much crazy. more dynamic way to work out it it, it's varied. like you're actually telling me like my form whereas in the gym I'm not getting that um so it's definitely made me look at exercise in a different way
2: yeah and I think that is like a very very important and great feedback from you thank you because I think like um one second you it's fine you can come in and out it's all right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so they I think that is what I'm going to try and do moving forward as well. Like, how can I continue this after lockdown? Because a lot of people are getting a lot more out of it. Like, obviously, I work with the Fit app and stuff, which is fitness from home anyway. So then building on top of that to do stuff that I can do more intimately with, like, clients and things like that. Because the feedback is exactly what you've just said, Em. And, like, if people... If I can help people from... And they don't actually have to leave the house, then why would I not do that?
0: Yeah, I I, am... And I, I was talking to to one of our uh, co-founders, and you know, I guess the the stuff that you guys, uh, I I put you in a, a very, and uh, apologies if this is offensive, but I put you in a similar <laughs> boat to someone like Joe Wicks, who I think during a period where everyone's at home, there's not much exercise. Typically, I feel like it's almost a national service what you guys are doing. Um, and and, and how have you how have you found like the reaction to what you're doing? You know, is it are you getting like thousands or, or hundreds of messages being like, thank you so much. This is really helping me get through this. Or how, yeah. what's the reaction been?
2: It's not offensive to compare me to Joe Wicks. That's great. <laughs> um, he's he's literally like the, like owns the fitness empire, doesn't he? Mm. Um, which I will take him down one day. Watch <laughs> I'm sure. Back, Joe Wicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I do get messages like, Every day from people that have done the workouts and saying, you know, like, thank you. You get like it's mainly m- the main thing, obviously, fitness levels, but it's I think uh, people are grateful that they just once again have a bit of routine added into their life. Like, they know that mm-hmm. I do the workouts at 10 o'clock or other people do their thing, so then they have something to like put in their diary if they like if they're not working from home, and then also the. Not even to be preachy because it is a proof of fact and what everyone talks about now. But mental health-wise, I feel like fitness at home during this time is one of the most important factors in order for people to stay sane. Because not even just that you're giving you something to do, but it, it is just proven that some sort of physical activity will help release stress. Okay. And it's definitely helped me. I'm like when it when this first lockdown thing happened. Um, I was like on one because I was, that's when I first started doing the the live workouts and it was a new thing for me as well. But I'm not gonna lie, like the last week, I've been struggling a little bit because I just feel really like cabin feverish. Mm -hmm. Um, But without the live workouts, I honestly, it would have been a lot sooner that I would have been struggling, I think, because, so thank God, thank God, I'm so grateful that my job is actually training because without it, I'd be, I'd, I'd have lost the plot. (laughs) <laughs> I, think- oh,
1: yeah, I completely agree the first week or so of this like after the novelty of it it was a bit like, this is weird, like, what are we doing every day? And when I started putting that routine of, like, getting up at seven again and, like, doing a workout and then having my shower, eating, sitting down, I felt like I was having a routine. And, like, also, when you start the day exercising, you feel like you feel achievement from doing the workout. I'm like, okay, like, I've already done something good with my day.
2: Yeah, Um, exactly. And
1: so, like, since then, I've said to all my friends, when they're like, oh, I'm feeling really down, like, get up and do, like, half an hour of exercise in the morning. And it definitely does improve everyone's mental health. 100%. by miles yeah
0: so i think maybe um maybe tomorrow 10 o'clock i'll have to join in
1: yes
2: tomorrow we are doing <laughs> um oh we're doing hit and abs tomorrow
0: oh god so I'm not, get I'm your not core out, well, frankie
2: you can build those abs out. i
0: have not seen abs for about 10 years um,
2: <laughs> well here i am ready to help you find them
0: <laughs> and, and and for you i guess why you, you, why is it fit? Why is fitness such a big thing? Has it always been an interest of yours, even before, um, you know, before Love Island, before Big Brother?
2: So, I was previously a dancer, that was that is what, I, what my profession was. I, um, went I started dancing when I was like three, and that was to the absolute dismay of my dad. He wanted me to be a scientist, <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm gonna be on the stage. Um, and I moved to London when I was 18 and did, um, like my degree in musical theatre and so that was like always my passion to like dance really and then I went into I was auditioning but I was also waiting on and I was just like losing losing the passion for it because it's a lot of rejection in the musical theatre like in the performing arts industry and it is hard work and my friend I went traveling for a bit and I came back and I was like I can't be a waitress for the rest of my life whilst I keep getting rejected Um, and my friend was started to teach dance fitness. And I was like, ooh. Basically, went into dance fitness, loved it, did my personal training, and then I felt so much more rewarded with training other people and taking classes and, um, you know, kind of, I wasn't trying to prove myself anymore, do you know what I mean? And I got Mm -hmm. so much more out of that than um, getting to the last round of dance auditions and someone would get it because they were skinnier and more blonde and taller. And it was you know it was something that I just felt was i'd found like I got more out of that than dance so then I carried on and now i haven't i never auditioned again
0: so, so is it fitness um when you say fitness dance dance fitness what, what does that yeah what does that mean like, what dance is it? cardio
2: I'm gonna do a class and you have to come to it ten o'clock okay. next week on there <laughs>
0: but, but what like how how do i what what you know is it tunes and you so basically
2: or... I or yeah so i used to teach at um a studio where we did a class called Damped cardio and it literally is what it says on the chin we used to have routines to different like pop songs or sometimes rock or whatever and we have a set choreograph routine that you would do to those tracks so in a in a class you probably have typically eight class uh, eight tracks and um people would come and from week to week people would like start to pick up the choreography so obviously it's not just working your body it's like all like your um, what's it like what do you call them where your eyes hand, hand to eye things, basically mental yeah they, <laughs> there you go coordination <laughs> um, but um, people would it was my busiest class because people just love to dance and it was just amazing once I started doing that I was like yes this is what I should be doing with my life I don't really do that anymore, though. It's a lot of well,
0: choreographing that you have to do. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I might have done that at school. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> yeah, is it, is it a bit like zumba?
2: No, how dare you say that no, to me? I just, I really,
1: I thought you might say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's more like it is actually we did actually put in dance moves because dancing is actually so um, challenging for. The yeah. cardio system anyway Because it's like Literally You know Beyonce Used to have to Her dad used to train her While she was running On the treadmill And singing at the same time Because that nope. It's like It's mad
1: to, Yeah Um But Yeah w- Weird facts for you there um, <laughs> That is very uh, interesting I'm also not surprised Because I do watch people perform I'm like How on earth Are they able to do that Like if I run up the stairs I wouldn't be able to yeah, talk And they're crazy. doing Like a full routine
2: But <laughs> so, yeah It's basically just um, You know You know funkier versions of a squat so you wouldn't just do a normal squat you do a squat with a, like a little booty pop nice
1: <laughs> okay
0: um what <laughs> so if if like me you are struggling to find the motivation to, to get fit or or to lose weight even uh i know you've 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 released a book and on, on on all this but how how what are your sort of like very quick top tips for for people like myself
2: you know what? It's weird this week because I've actually had this conversation a few times. I've literally just written a blog for my um, the app that I work with, Fit, and um, so and it's literally on that. It's about building habits that stick and to motivate yourself and top tips to stay on top of like your goals. So if you fancy reading that, Frank, I will, and, em, and everyone else, I will get that read. Um, it's it's you know I get I poured my heart and soul into those four paragraphs. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd say... I'd say the main thing is, is that you for me, I like to set myself, like, goals. So even, like, it doesn't even have to be daily goals, but sometimes it they're easier to follow than long-term. But I think if you have an idea of what you want, like, whether it be to lose weight or to change, like, you know, get stronger or be able to run further and stuff, you have to, like, set yourself... Be basically, be accountable because I think a lot of people, if you don't have a PT, you know, especially in, at this time and things like that, it's hard to stay accountable to something if it's literally just off your own back. I know that I really struggle with that. That's why I got myself an Apple Watch because now it's looking at me and I haven't done the whole exercise ring for today. So now I need to make sure that I finish that. Mm-hmm. It's like little things like that, just accountability is definitely what will help you um, ...strive for more, I think, during, like, a day-to-day basis. And then, um... ...just also... ...don't beat yourself up about things. Like, you know, if you... ...if there are days where you literally don't want to do anything... you just want to sit on the couch... ...I can't do that, though. It gives gives me anxiety if I'm sat around for too long... ...because I feel like I'm just one of those people... ...that needs to be doing something all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. I find it really hard to chill out. Whereas a lot of people... Is the other way around. They find it harder to, like, get up and go, you know? Um, which is also fine, but I think you just have to find balance is everything, with everything, you know, fitness, diet, partying. I'm still
0: struggling Work.
2: with that one.
0: <laughs> Work. <laughs> What's coming at the moment?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah do you I'm mean out of balance it? with that. I'm not partying at all. Someone's throwing <laughs> me a party. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and, and I guess... Um, you know that's actually made me think there because you know someone maybe a lot of people that listen to this might have a job and they're you know they're, they're quite and I know I'm quite regimented when it comes to I do things a certain way in my job or and we're held very mm-hmm. accountable in our work but we, we perhaps don't hold ourselves to those standards when it comes to our body or our mind. Um,
2: I think that's also a massive factor though like when people are um, like say if you were, if you are working for somebody else almost, or, and you have those kind of goals to meet, then everything else outside of your workload might be a bit of a free for all because you're like, oh, I'm so like on like mm-hmm. on it in work that I just need to like give myself a rest, which is fine. But I think if you if there's things that you're not happy like happy with, and you also just need to bloody change them,
0: you know, because ultimately they might change. That you know, if you change one, it will help the other as well. Um, it's definitely a domino effect for sure
1: yeah I can definitely see this like whole lockdown situation changing that as well for people because I know I'm very like that I'm like oh, I've worked all day out you know in the office I get home at eight and it's too late whereas now when you can actually eat your dinner at six and actually like cook a nice lunch I definitely think a change of lifestyle with more flexible working will help people with that
2: Don't you? And you know, that is why. Mm -hmm. Is it, is it, there's one of those European countries, Denmark or um, Sweden or one of them, I think think it's Sweden, where they only work four days a week and then they also work like limited hours too. And apparently their economy is like so much better anyway (laughs) um, Mm. because people uh, have more, it's more a more relaxed way like work life.
0: Yeah. And their their productivity is a lot better because. They're going into it with a clear mind. They, they're going in, they're being super productive as opposed to yeah. feeling stressed but working 20 hour days. Exactly. Um, yeah, very interesting. And I think you're right. Like, we're, you know, we're going to really. This, I know it's probably not the best search situation to, for it to happen, but people are going to change their behaviors and their lives based off this. And, and there are going to be some positives out of that.
2: Definitely. I hope so.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've, we've spoken here for, you know, probably about 20 minutes and we've not you know we've not mentioned uh, you know the the Love Island phrase um, and the big L-I w- but I was going to say that you've done such a great job in in kind of not transitioning away from that because you know, that's, you know it was part of your your history but let's I
2: guess, be honest it's going to be on my gravestone exactly <laughs> but
0: you, you have become like your own <laughs> brand away from that and, and I guess when you when you left the villa was it a conscious decision to be like right I'm I'm, I'm not I'm going to kind of put that beside, put that behind me now and really focus on something. Because, you know, as you you, you know yourself, like, just being a Love Island influencer just doesn't last forever.
2: The thing is, right, is that I have to take my hat off to Love Island and thank them for giving me the platform. Because without them, like, I would... Hopefully not, but, you know, before them, I was working all the hours sends to, like, make ends meet... I was like, you know, really trying to build my career in fitness um, organically. And then I went on a show and I was catapulted to a million followers. So I have to thank them and give them credit for that. However, as I said earlier on, in a different circumstance, I am so grateful that fitness was my career before because mm-hmm. I had longevity in it anyway. So to then come out and be able to keep. Striving for that career path it has been a godsend for me because I would have flopped if I was just a influencer, like doing teeth whitening and stuff like that. Because uh, it almost gives it, you. I just get- don't have any passion in it. I'm one of those people that I have to believe in what I'm doing, you know, and it's uh, worked.
0: Yeah, I think it gives what you had. So you, you like, you were all people could see that you had that genuine interest and like you yeah. it, it almost gave what you had a shot in the arm as opposed to it wasn't like people would see through it if say someone i don't know say his name was John went into the went into the villa <laughs> came out of the villa then John suddenly becomes a fitness influencer whereas people know that you know you've been a PT you're very interested in fitness you've always had that so that's why you've been able yeah, to Yeah exactly
2: it gives you validation and i think that is like why i'm very i feel very lucky and um, but the reason why I am still working, um, as in like not working from Love Island, but as in like still re- is relevant. The right word to use? I don't want to sound like <laughs> sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet. But no, you're incredibly. Um, is because um, you know ev- everything that I've done has been fitness related. Most like most stuff anyway. Um, and as you said, like it's just because like the authenticity behind it is true. Whereas people come out and all of a sudden like become like, do a fitness range and things like that. And you know what? There's enough people in the world for all of us to succeed in, in a respect. But people are more likely to um, engage and channel into someone who seems like, they you know, what the bloody hell they're doing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Em, um, you got any, anything you want to add there?
1: No, I think that's completely true. I'm. There There is so many people coming off various reality shows. Um, and I think Gabby's one of those people that has made a dent in that marketplace Um, and I think more than ever what you're doing in terms like engaging with your audience during this time will really really set you apart Um, I presume you've already seen that because the girls that are just out partying all the time and doing different collaborations like they're not able to do that work at the moment whereas you've got consistent work to to do.
2: Yeah, thank God, because I... You know what? When I first came out of Love Island, I was doing all these, like, different fashion posts and stuff. And, like, some days I'd, like, put up three pictures. This is when I was with a different agency. Um, But I was putting up, like, three different outfits a day. And I was getting messages from my friends being like, Gabby, you have definitely not got changed three times today. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's so true. You know, like, it was getting to the point where, like, my my mates and like people were just like kind of once for one my engagement was dropping because i was like overloading my page with terrible outfits and um (laughs) and then also i was getting like messages from my, my people who actually care being like yeah this isn't you at all um and that's when i kind of like was like right i haven't done anything with fitness for since i've been out and this is, it was also killing myself because I'm not a model, and it doesn't interest me to do that. Like, yeah, I like taking—I like taking pictures with my mates and stuff like that. And I want to be able to put up like organic stuff rather than it, literally me holding onto a tree like by this dress every day, you know.
0: <laughs> and and what? um yeah. yeah. What? I guess was your? Do you think? And you know, you don't have to name them, but was your agent pushing you onto this sort of thing, or was it like for you? Was it? I just come out. Let me. And, like, you know... I know, I, I to be honest... I want to take as the, much as I
2: can. My, my agent was um, great, but I, we he hadn't worked with someone that wanted to do what I'd done before. That was the problem. Um, and I needed to be with someone who had kind of had an idea of... Because, predominantly, I wanted to do fitness. Like, that was never going to change. And I think I needed to be, like, be with someone that... Um, I could kind of direct what I wanted to do a little bit more. Whereas when, I mean, when you come out of Love Island, you literally have no idea. You just take anything you get because you don't know how long it's going to last. And I think that's what people, a lot of influencers do now. They just literally take whatever because it is just, you know, it's easy to take a picture and things like that. But I knew that I wanted to do fit, like wanted to have my career down that kind of line. I knew I wanted to do an app. I knew I wanted to do a book and like this, like this. Stuff, so it was like finding someone that would work with me and knew what they were doing and had done it before. So,
1: and, I, and, and that's what I did. And did you feel like your status changed again after Big Brother?
2: Um, the differences with Love Island and Big Brother is that when I went on Love Island, I didn't know at all what was being portrayed about me, I didn't know what people think about me, I didn't know how to be you know, it was and it was completely different concepts, and like I had to try and find. I had to try and trick someone to love me. Um, and then... <laughs> um, with with Big Brother, I'd already been in the public eye, so it was like... I kind of... I kind of knew what was... I say that, but then I still came out and it was still horrendous reading stuff that people, you know, people just chat absolute crap. Um, but I think what was good about Big Brother was that I could I was more myself than I was on Love Island because... I knew that I didn't have to filter myself as much because in the end, nobody actually cares.
1: <laughs> and they're gonna write shit about you either way, right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I guess for for um, looking at the people like yourself, like from Love Island, that have because like for me, and I'm not, I've, I've, I'm not the biggest watcher of Love Island. But if I were to look at you now, I'd say you're more of a fitness influencer than a reality influencer. And there are a few people like that, right? Like someone like. Dr. Alex as well has done some great work, you know, since, since Yeah, like the NHS month.
2: and stuff, yeah, really good So,
0: you know, I, I think Thank
2: you, I appreciate
0: I, that I think the people like yourself and and, and like Alex and, and, and these people that do actually you know, have, and, and even someone like you know, Molly May who who went into it with an interest in you know, makeup and YouTube and, and things, they're reaping the rewards now off the back of it, they're not, you know, not, we, we haven't just forgotten about them like we have with You know, probably 70, 80% of Love Islanders, to be honest with you.
2: That is, it's so true. And you know, like Molly is an actual, but like really good representation of going in with a career before and coming Mm -hmm. out and like maximising on that. Because even though, yeah, obviously she was given a bigger platform, but she was also absolutely killing it as an influencer before. So fair play to her, you know?
0: Yeah, it's almost like the platform to, to say, oh, I've got an interest in something. Use that as the platform. I get it to more people. If the content's good enough, they'll stick.
2: Exactly, and that's what I always say when I, like, if anyone asks, have we got anything that you'd want to say to someone going into Love Island? And, like, make sure you have a... Well, it's not even a plan B, a plan A, what you want to do before, what you want to do before Love Island and what you're going to do afterwards because you need to have a career set, like, you know, a set... Some idea of what you want to do because a lot of people... I have met people, not mentioning any names, but who come out and they're like, oh, I don't really know what to do now, like... Yeah, I kind of want to do this and kind of want to do that, but they're basically just making money off Instagram and like and, and which is fine and you know it pays really well, but what what if Instagram disappears one day
0: mm. or you know
2: or what if something like this happens, lockdown happens and people stop paying influencers? What'd do you do then?
0: For sure. Yeah. No.
1: It's very true.
0: Um. um I
1: think uh, next from that, like I know you said before about how a book deal was a really you know one of your ambitions and I was when I was with you last year in Dominican your book actually launched so it'd be great to to hear a bit more about that like how's the journey been for you like I know you have a Facebook page where you engage with your followers but like it feels like another kind of dynamic to your Instagram page which maybe engages a different audience
2: yeah actually my Facebook the nice thing about Facebook is is that I think with Instagram it's like a very um it's like a quick A quick thing, you know, like, your stories disappear, you, um, everything's, like, you know, it's disposable almost, whereas Facebook, like, can stay there forever. And um, it's more of a community feel, I think, over there, um, which I'm definitely trying to, like, once again, after lockdown, like, work on a little bit bit more. I am, as you saw earlier, I'm not very great technically, so (laughs) I'm trying to learn (laughs) more about, um, like, Facebook stuff because I think that... The main, I think people like to feel part of a community. And when I released the book and that and I did the shape up the shape up um group because the book is obviously called Shape Up. People over there and everyone was sharing their um uh, meals that they'd cooked from it and, you know, um their results and things like that. And it's like nice to know that you have that you're doing it alongside other people or, you know, people can talk about if they had recipes that flopped. They're like, oh, what did you do differently? and Or alternatives for vegans and, you know, it's like a community which is a nice touch. People have little chats and I'm not even there.
0: (laughs) That must be (laughs) nice to see that you've created that
2: yeah it's really cute and then I think now it's just more about like even building on top of that like I want to do but basically I'll share it with you because that means I have to do it see accountability I want (laughs) to um I want to do an online program but I think that is I need to have a team of people working with me for that and lockdown is not the ideal situation so I am going to set. I'm going to do kind of like more of a intimate program but I'm going to do it through Facebook so it'll be a separate group to... It'll be within the same page, but it'll be a separate group, so you'll have to be accepted by me to come into it. Nice. Um, and it'll be, like, a four-week plan, you know? um, That kind of thing to, like, really get, you know, people more engaged and more... um. You have to just keep on building on on top of what you've already done. I think. So
0: how is that going to mm. work? How many like how many people are you going to accept? Is it going to be? Are they going to have quite intense relationship with you or like how does how's it going to yeah,
2: work? Yeah. So. Because, believe it or not, people, like, actually want to talk to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am sure.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to do it quite intimately and have, like, maximum 30 people or something. Nice. And then do, like, it'll still be, like, live workouts with me. So I'll do, like, two of those a week and, um, on Facebook just for those people. And then I'll do, like, um, write them two workouts they have, that they have to do a week. Um, and it'll also be... I'll use recipes and stuff from my book and they, it won't be regimented as in they have to follow that that exact meal plan but I will give them ideas and then I'll, I'm looking to do like one-on-one um live chats as well you need to have like it's almost like a PT chat that you would have at the mm-hmm. end of every week to see how far you've come and I just think it'd be just be a nice way to like engage further with my followers and get more um results
0: it's almost like uh, revolutionizing or taking the PT world into the new, new yeah, world the we're living world. in. <laughs> yeah, but look, yeah. people are gonna have to do that, right? Like, where that you know, people still still want that touch and the motivation and the secrets directly from the person. So I think that's you know, I'm looking forward to to seeing I hope it. it works. I, like, I'm like... I'm sure it feels like everything you've, you've touched at the moment is, um, I, 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 I to gold. Exactly. I saw the app. You. <laughs> I, I saw. I, I. You know, I watched another interview you did. Um, before this, and I think you were talking about how the app, your fitness app, went straight to number one, knocked off a bunch of other apps. So um, yeah, it's
2: actually mad that you know I was thinking about that yesterday. Oh no, it wasn't. It was it wasn't yesterday. It was today when I was. Um, it was for Chrome, and it came up as number one and some utilities. And I was like, oh, I remember that time I was number one.
0: <laughs> how did, did you like screenshot it and send it to all your friends?
2: <laughs> I actually did every time I like went up one like it was like number six and I was like oh my god I'm number six and then I went up one day, and it was number one and I was like this is just insane
0: yeah that's it's, it's crazy and and I guess for like someone like you and I'm sure you've got a very good set of friends around you how, like how how do they keep you grounded and, and how do they are they always because I know if I was in your situation I'd have probably ten people just taking the piss at me all the time I'd, I'd tried to do something yeah
2: <laughs> I definitely have people taking the piss. Um, the I've I think the trick was was to just, as you said, keep my good friends around me. Like I think when you're in in this industry, um, you know it's people do end up with a pole up their ass sometimes, um, and I think my mates. There's definitely been. No, I've never had to, like, my mates have never had to bring me down a peb or two, but I also can see, it's weird because some things that I might normalise now, o- other people, like, my old friends might just be like, like, say if we were going to a restaurant, and I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, and just, like, it, it would be somewhere that I would choose to go now, but whereas before, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's sometimes where I'll wreck men- up, like, mention it, and people will just be like, are you taking the piss? I would rather not spend like ridiculous amounts of money on a burger.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Like yep. li-
2: little things like that where I'm like, Oh yeah. There's um and my also, as you said, like my my normal friends, like we still do normal stuff. Like I don't I don't go out and mayfair every weekend or things like that. I'd definitely rather go to Dalston and my
0: trainers and stick to the floor. Oh, me too. I, I don't understand why anyone <laughs> likes going clubbing in, in Mayfair. Um, so you say you're, you're you and your friends are up to normal stuff. Does that mean you're all quizzing at the weekend? You're on Zoom calls.
2: I've actually got a pub quiz booked in for Saturday. And I'm I knew absolutely it. <laughs> shite at pub quizzes. It's right.
1: like
2: I'm I've actually got, got one anyway. tonight, and I
1: need to write one. I need to write a whole one for tonight. Oh my god, do you? No, I've got. A, yeah. I've, I've
0: got. I've got one you can have. Oh,
1: I don't seen. want
0: a, what a pre-made one. <laughs> I've I've written like four.
2: <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to get one of you then. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. I'm awful with stuff like that when I'm sober. So you can imagine the drunker I get, the worse I get. Oh, I'm exactly the same. I'm absolutely
1: useless. <laughs> no one wants me on their team.
0: I would same. second that, actually, Emily.
1: I've,
0: the problem with Emily is she'll just stop trying. Uh, yeah. I don't
1: uh, I'm re- I'm just I'm not a competitive person so like it gets to a point where I'm like I, I just don't care like and That's funny people who you, you that play with. I'm actually I'm really
2: competitive but when it comes to pub quizzes I just sign myself out straight away I'm like you know what I will tally up and then be like yeah but you probably tally up wrong yeah you know what I'll just sit and
0: watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's very because I'm very competitive so I I, I have to Make sure that it's all done serious- there's nothing worse than playing someone who doesn't care.
2: <laughs> uh, okay with you then <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: um but yeah, he's get quite heated um but yeah, I mean, I guess we're we're still on the subject of lockdown um and again, love island has been uh, just been cancelled uh oh, I know yeah. I, how did I only really find out about this yesterday no i I, I thought you'd be you know be a, being a love island. Insider, you might I might have had a, a scoop on it, but I, I I was discussing with my housemate actually that we think it's actually probably a good thing for Love Island. Um, I don't know about you, uh, but I feel like the Love Island winter edition they did didn't quite catch on, and it just didn't didn't feel like everyone was talking about it like you normally have. Um,
2: Which I found very surprising because I feel like if if Love Island would have been initially in winter, it it would have done even better because everybody's in the houses. 100%. But I think be- because it was originally a summer show, people are just like, what? Like, it, I'm, with,
1: that you. It, I'm yeah. with you. I'm completely with you.
2: Because it makes sense 100%. because in
1: the summer, you have to like leave the pub to be like, oh, we need to get home for Love Island. Whereas in yeah. the winter, you're just sat on your sofa anyway. But also in summer, like you're a bit more optimistic and positive and... Maybe in winter, like, everyone's a little bit more pessimistic in terms of, like, what they're watching. So I think that bodes as well in terms of people's attitude. I just think
2: it's literally just... Um, I think it was built in the summer, and I just think it was, like, people don't like change, do they?
0: Uh, no. I, I also think it's burnout. Like, you... Love Island was great the first few years, and it was the biggest thing. And I think maybe... But which season was the best? 2017. Uh, <laughs> 2017. Hey <laughs> that, um, not, but and then 2018 was great and, and even 2019 was was good you know 2018 was around the World Cup and 2019 was good. I, I just feel like they were quite you know these things only have a certain shelf life. you know Big Brother when it first started, the original Big Brother, you know the first few seasons so were good. Was, they were so good but then they start to tail off and people start to get a bit tired when it's so often and so regular. Um, so maybe the time off will help them
2: yeah you know what I think I mean I I feel like this year it's it's right that it shouldn't be on because they're not going to film it in London are they (laughs)
0: Um,
2: for starters and like I don't know whether we're going to be able to fly anywhere hopefully we will Um, but I just think that Maybe it'll do them good, even if they just have one year off, and the next year people will be pining for it because they'll be like, exactly. "What did we do this summer?" Um, especially, I think it's it's a shame because because if we are in lockdown throughout the summer, it would have been something something to look forward to. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but you know, it is what it is. But I think also just, I I think it has come to if it was gonna if it was any time to have a time off, it would yeah. be this year after everything that happened with the, with the beginning of the year and stuff as well i think it's just it's come at the right time
0: yeah of course and, and i guess on that um you know how what for, for anyone that's not been on the show which is most of us um one how how, <laughs> is how, it? how I feel like everyone's been on love island <laughs> <laughs> feels like <that. laughs> no what one so in
1: the industry we work in <laughs> how how do
0: you, how do you get on the show and like what talk us through how you got on the show but also like say after the show do they and they've come in for a lot of criticism, um, but how do they deal with you after? Are they are the, are the producers in touch with you? Is anyone checking that you're you know, mentally sane or mentally stable? Yeah,
2: um, I mean, I don't think any of us are sane, <laughs> but um, I mean, who chooses to lock themselves in a villa for two months?
0: Well, we're, all, we're all doing people. that now.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, at least, yeah, but we're not surrounded by fit men and boxers.
0: That's, well, speak, that's speak for yourself. the downfall.
2: you just look in the mirror don't you yeah
0: exactly
2: (laughs) there he is um so i got the show through um i was actually asked the year before um but i had a boyfriend at the time that i thought i was gonna marry and have babies with um but that obviously went down the shitter and then i got another call and was just like you know what, I was actually doing really well with my PT and my, and my um, like, classes and things and I thought, I was freelance and I was like, you know what, if there's any time to do it, I may as well do it now. Um, and I rang, uh, and then, so I went in for an audition and it was a weird feeling, you know, because I kind of knew that I had it, like, even after the first audition. Mm. Like, I, just, it was like this, like, intuitive... What do they ask? Feat, like, just, huh? What do they ask? how oh, they're basically just all about your love life and how crap it is, and Dog. your sex life and how crap that is, <laughs> or how great it is, <laughs> um, and just like what you'd be like in on date scenarios or what you like with other girls, boys. Basically, just how you know how you would be around a group of people, mm-hmm. um, and obviously you tell them everything, don't you? You wanted. Know, so yeah, I think yeah, I think so. Like, and you, you, I think you kind of exaggerate stuff too. But you know, you know, like if you went to the pub with your mates back in the wow. days when you were allowed to go to a pub, you'd like, <laughs> and you went on like a really R. bad P. date. Um, you'd the way you'd tell it would be, you know, really exaggerated because you'd want them to laugh. That's yeah, how you would go into a Love Island audition, basically.
0: And um, that's how I did. What and it like? <laughs> and, and again, this is this is probably a question that you've been asked a hundred times. So, you know, it's, it's just something that I've, it's come into my head. Is if I was on the show, like, and you're, say, kissing guys, you're getting with guys, I don't know what's going on when the lights go off. Like, what? How does it feel, knowing your parents are going to watch that?
2: So, well, this is what's going to come to. So, I got the job. Call it a job? Can you call it that? Yeah. Um, and. I rang my brother and I was like, so I'm going to, you know, Love Island, I'm going to do it. And he's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I was like, um, no, I am. And he's like, no, you're not. He was like, everybody, Shaq's on TV. Yeah. Um, I can't watch that. Can you imagine me mates? I don't want, like, meh, 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 like, literally, it was all about him. And he put the phone down on me. I was like, Great. So then I called my mom and I was like, well, this is meant to be like, you know, a really exciting opportunity. And he's and I was like, and as if I'm gonna do that anyway, because I just don't particularly wanna meet people and know that they've seen me have sex. It's very like weird. And like that's not me being a prude, because I'm certainly not a prude. I'm, I'm probably the furthest thing from it. However, when it comes to that level of openness for me, I just would prefer to not go into a meet and know that people have seen my sex face.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think agree. that's
1: a completely fair point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a bit weird.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of people on the show don't have that opinion as well. So, yeah.
1: did you did you talk about that with each other when you were in the villa? Yeah,
2: I like. I, I that, said that must be I like
1: day one conversation.
2: Yeah, defo. And I think that maybe... You know what? You know what? Um, That's why none of the boys wanted me, because they couldn't have a (laughs) (laughs) shack.
1: Says a whole lot about them, because they're not on the Secure the Bag podcast. (laughs) There you go. There you go. I made it, because I didn't have sex on TV.
0: Um,
1: What? Do you know what a subject that I would... um, like to chat to you about is I know on a couple of your lives when I've watched them you have had situations with trolls on there and people making completely inappropriate and bizarre comments. How do you deal with that and has that changed for you over the years? Um.
2: Yeah, you know what, But I had a bit of a meltdown a few weeks ago. You got a bit um, upset,
1: yeah, which I thought was like absolutely gutting when you're getting up and doing something like this.
2: I know. I, I don't know. It's just, it just all. It was all too much that day. Um, you know what? A lot of the time, I. This is why I didn't know that Love Island had been cancelled. Is because I don't really read the Daily Mail or anything like that. Just because it's just. It can be quite a lot to take on when people have so much to say about you. Um, and I think, you know, I've had quite. I'd, I haven't really, I've, me, majoritatively, I've had really good press, but there has been some crap stuff, which has, was really hard on my mental health and like confidence and things like that, too. Um, which is really, well, like, you know, I have to just say it is really hard to deal with. And um, yeah. it makes, it makes, there's so many positives that definitely outweigh the negatives, but it, that does make part of this, like, job or life or whatever you want to call it it does make it quite hard sometimes and you know always feel like everyone's looking at you and they're probably not and that sounds like so um up your own ass and you know people might not even know who I am but you still do have that paranoia um and I think there are days where I'm like literally couldn't care less about what John, John is the word of the day, the name of the day, (laughs) thinks about me. But I, But then there are days, like, say if I'm not feeling particularly body confident one day, or, like, if I haven't had a good night's sleep, or, you know, something else is going on in my life, it might trigger me. Um, And there's still things that people say that you're like, do I have a big nose? Do I have a dad bod? Someone said I had a dad bod. (laughs) Do they know what a dad
1: bod is? You can be further from it.
2: And I was literally and like, then like, that stuck with me—the fact that I even just relayed that information to you. Like, obviously, it's like stuck with me in some way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you just have to take it on the chin a lot of the time and ignore.
0: It's, and the thing is, it's typically like some, and again, John, who won't have a profile picture for an image, or will have <laughs> a picture of his favorite TV character. Like, what I don't, I don't quite understand where this has come like from. This whole because like you're not you're that that is a story that every person who has any sort of following will tell you. Like they get abused for absolutely nothing, and I just it's I'm just so trying I'm good. trying to work out. I don't quite know where it is, but like, how have people come to realise that that's okay?
2: I know, but you know what? I th- I almost feel like they know it's not okay, and that's why they do it behind a fake profile because it gives they're obviously psychos because it gives them that thrill.
0: Yeah, no, like no, I, I guess coming John... onto
2: someone's Instagram like that, as i said on my lives when I'm literally like mid squat jump and I read someone going you slag, and I'm like what? <laughs> what have I done to you?
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, I guess it's it's tricky because what like you know we live in an era of, of free speech and there's so, so much you can do you can't you can't do. To prevent that, but then you know the platforms. In do
2: fact, you want to- me to? I'm going to read you a message that someone sent me the other day, and it's actually hilarious.
0: That's not. I think that is. new
1: verified profile system that they've been talking about is very interesting.
0: What's that?
1: It's that you have to, like, almost like give your ID into something like Instagram, so like they know that that is Emily Hall's profile, yeah, and that's right. coming from oh. me. And you can't set up a profile without that. And people have said, oh, well, that's like you know, an invasion of your privacy, etc. Well, what people are doing is a completely inappropriate use of the platform. So if you've got something to hide, you're going to be upset about it, you know?
2: Yeah, very Listen to this, um, nice apps, too bad it didn't work on all the guys that cheated on you and dumped your ass. You, bit Your big <laughs> nose and horrible eyebrows aren't helping either.
1: <laughs> oh my word. I was
2: like, uh, excuse me, I have great eyebrows. You um, do have great did eyebrows. You re- did you reply? I replied saying well aren't you a breath of fresh air and then he said the freshest kind of air enough to make a Febreze spray can jealous <laughs> and then I, he said but enough about me let's talk about you all about that fit life but you have belly rolls I was like I'm done here and I blocked him
0: what? it's just it's not even worth your time I just like who if my and I know this is every time I put something out online I just know that there's a chance my mum could read it yeah. <laughs> and uh, if my mum saw me calling, like, a woman like that, I she'd give me a clip round the ear. Like, I just don't get where these people have come from.
2: I know. But you know what, though? I think, like, there have been times where men have, like, commented on something or re- replied to, you know, sent me something, and then the profile picture's been him and his daughter, or his page is, like... Yeah. Um, a caption is, like, be kind always, and then a picture of him and his sister... And I literally, like, just reply saying, I wonder what your sister would think of, or, you know, or the women in your life, I wonder yeah. what they would think about what you're saying right now. And mm. usually they either come back and they're like, oh, it wasn't me, sorry, it was my mate. Or they just come back with more more abuse, which I don't know which one's more interesting. Uh,
0: but then again, <laughs> again, like, you know, we, we talk about John who said X, like, the fact that we, he said you had a dad bod. The fact that you even said that now, if, it, if he, you know, he, he'll be, one of the many thousands of people I'm sure that will listen to this even if he does listen to this he'll be like well I've won now Um, so yeah
2: he'd be buzzing he'd be like yes John made it to (laughs) the podcast
0: Um, but you know I I think what you said Em about the the profile being verified very interesting I'm interested to see where that goes Um, what was I going to say so next I was going to talk about kind of your entirety of what you've done so far I know it's probably been a pretty whirlwind few years for you but is there is there one thing that you're particularly proud of the most
2: um it's an ongoing thing but i'm really really invested in the app that i work with fit just because i've been with them for two years now and it is you know yeah essentially i promote for them because i'm promoting for them because i do classes on the app with them so i'm basically getting people to train with me um, but I've seen how we've grown and we're like we're the number one rated fitness app in the world um, we have the most amazing classes on there and I've just seen like how much we've expanded and how much like love and time and energy and effort go into it and it's just so I'm proud to be part of it mm-hmm. because I think well we're, we've got a, we're going to take over the world mission um, and we're definitely on the way you know and it's just so lovely to see and be part of something that's going to be like such a big
0: movement. I think. And and what's like the, just for anyone like what's the app in like a sentence like how so, do you? So,
2: the Fit app is called F I I T. So like hit but with an
0: F. Got you. Because
2: we're, you know, cool. Um, and <laughs> I pretty much do cardio classes on there. But we have three different studios. And it's cardio, strength, rebalance. Cardio is cardio. We all know what that is, but there's, like, different um, elements to it. Like, you can do um, low impact if you have sore knees or if you've got neighbours that moan at you for being an elephant. Or we have, like, cardio classes with equipment. You know, you use resistance bands and stuff. Like, there's so many different variations to cardio. Along with strength, too, we have equipment classes, like, with weights um, or resistance bands or body weight. And then rebalance is just over... It's an umbrella over, like, Pilates, bar core work yoga and breath work so there's literally something for everybody like for a runner we have then strength classes to then strengthen your knees or rebalance classes to um, you know rebalance you after you come back and you need to wind down Um, we also have postnatal programs on there Um, we have complete Entry level beginner classes, we have plans. It's literally just like you wouldn't have to get, Em, um, you should get fit, you know, because it doesn't, you don't need a gym membership if you have fit.
1: like I was I thinking not... about it, but I feel like I feel really intimidated by anything formal with exercise. <laughs> that's like, fair. that's my thing. Me too. Me too.
2: Yeah. I think, like, the, well, my classes that I do on my lives are pretty much very inspired from my fit classes. Um, because it's it's for quite um, informal on there too, because there are moments where I'll, you know, I won't swear on fit, but, um, you know, it's very, um, I do all the class with you as well. And there'll be times where I'm like, oh my God, I can't do any more, carry on, you know, things like that. Um, so it's quite, um, what's, like, what's the word, like, you know, for, like familiar, you know, you feel like you're there with me and that's the like you work out from your living room with me. But it's just it's it oh I fiddled with it by accident. Um yeah the I think it's just that we have great trainers on there and the feedback that we have, like there's a reason why we are the top rated app, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I always say to people, like go and try it. At the moment we have on a two week free trial so you can try the whole premium version for free for two weeks.
1: Um, no, I might give it a go. Do you have a code? Yeah, because so definitely, mm-hmm. like, and then I'm enjoying it more. Y- you just use the
2: link on my bio, and then you go on there, and then it's also 25% off any membership. So it actually works out. Um, a yearly membership would be 120 quid, but it's actually 90 quid. So that's, like, nice. nothing.
0: That's, like, two months of A gym, year. Or, that's, like, a one-month
2: yeah, gym. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, Isn't it? It's so sick. And the and the level of what you can get out of there is just... Is, Amazing, and you know, and it's not just that we do. I, I did, you know, Fern Cotton.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I yep. taught for Fit at her Happy Place Festival last year, and I, I saw that I that looked amazing. Yeah, I love Fern. She is like inspo for me. I just think my dad loved her, and obviously, my dad doesn't hear anymore. And he was he always just to say to me, "I would love you to have a career like because he, he used to listen to her on Radio One." I'd like, love you to do like have some sort of career like fair, and you know, you should aspire to be her because she's so like well educated and she does all like various different kind of stuff. And to then, I, when I was asked to teach at her festival, I was like, oh my god, I've made it, <laughs> that's great. Um, yes, yeah, so, so you, and and that was with fit too, so grateful for that. Well, so, it
0: sounds like, uh, and, you know, we we obviously do do a lot of these sort of deals, but it sounds like that's the perfect sort of passion project and a, and a perfect way of a brand coming together with, a, with an influencer.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you touched on it briefly there, but I know you're you're an ambassador for Brains Trust. Um, yes. Do you just want to talk about like how important that is to you and how you got involved with that?
2: So I'm an ambassador for Little Brains Trust, which is the young people side of it because it's actually crazy. Like one in five children are found with a brain tumour. Um, and the stats with brain cancer is just incredible. Like the, we are the highest rate of deaths. Sorry for all these awful stats, but on, um, people under 50, like out of all the cancers. And that is just insane for me because we are then the least researched cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, how how is even possible? I had just, no
1: idea. I had no idea yeah. the stats are that high. That's crazy. But you know what I think it
2: is, is think, I think with, maybe this is just me being,
1: I'm not normally pessimist, but
2: when it comes to this, I just don't get it. I think with, with brain tumors, because they are pri- a primary cancer, it's pretty much, I think people might have this awful view that if you got a brain tumor, then that's just pretty much it. Which is not the case, because people can survive from them and stuff, but with things like brain, with breast cancer and things like that, there's so much more awareness around them, and because a lot of people do, thankfully recover from breast cancer it's almost more like it gets more money pumped into it whereas I think if people were more aware of the stat like exactly how you've just said you don't know anything about that is like if more people knew about it then surely people would be more it would give them more incentive to put more money into it mm-hmm. Um but yeah my dad had a brain tumour um it was I thought, oh God. I don't even know if I can say it right but it was glioblast, glioblastin multiforme um, and he was diagnosed in the March, I think. And then by Jan- the following January, he'd he gone. And that was after two operations to remove the mass. Um, and he didn't have cancer anywhere else. But it was like, he removed a mass. And then he was like pretty similar to how he used to be. But then after the second... Bit of tumor was removed. He wasn't really my dad anymore, and it was then. It was the choice between keeping him alive and on steroids when he was acting like a weirdo, or let him go peacefully, you know, with his pride mm-hmm. still. So, um, yep.
0: well, so yeah, like it, it's um, it sounds like a- he was fifty-four as well. Mad. That is, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's, it's crazy, and I think this, I echo what Em said. You know, the stats. You know, I, I think at the moment, and it's great that these these things are being are, are being talked about. But you hear a lot about breast cancer. You hear hear a lot about prostate cancer, um, but you, you know there are still things that we we don't hear about. And um, you know, if there's anyone out there that that is looking at um, supporting anything, you know, make sure you you do check the little brains trust out. Um, yeah, yeah, Brain
2: Trust and you know what I just have to say quickly. Brain Trust, it wasn't even just about my dad that they were helping like my dad reached out to them um because he wanted to be a guinea pig and go before any of these like you know tests that people run things like that. But it was actually when he reached out to Brain Trust because he was like when it, it was the final kind of countdown because he he was like I know that my, my mom was going to need help and that's why he contacted them originally because mm-hmm. he was he knew that my mom was going to need some sort of assistance with the grieving and like how to deal with everything afterwards. So, so and did they when, help massively? Yeah, they helped. My mom like can't thank them enough. She actually wants to work for them now.
0: <laughs> Great.
2: Yeah, she should.
0: Yeah, look, that's it. Sounds like a very, uh, a very good cause, and you know we're we're massive supporters of of, of people like that who are who are doing good. So um, angels. Yes, and you know be- better people than, than 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 myself for sure um so yeah look gabby it's been fantastic to chat i think uh, em i'll let you talk after but um you know it's been really eye-opening for me maybe as someone who wasn't a massive love island fan but you know a couple of years ago but i've ha- really been kind of gripped by how you've you've turned yourself into an entrepreneur and, and, a, and a businesswoman and, and i think it's it's really inspiring for a lot of people out there em anything oh, thank you-, you
2: so much See, you are a great person. You just gave me a
1: great feedback. (laughs) (laughs) He's a great host. Um, I think that's exactly how I feel as well. I've I've met so many people through my work um, and people have such a bad, like stigma around influencers and like the job and stuff. And I've met so many people that I'm like, wow, like you're so determined. You're building like your own brand around you. You're so young, you're dealing with so much. And Gabby's definitely one of those people that I met on the trip um, with Liv and Sam, and I was just like, these people are doing so much behind the scenes um, and always holding themselves so professionally. I think that's like another really important factor in, in what we do. Um, so yeah, it was it was great to have you on.
2: Yeah, when you messaged me and said, "Oh, do you want to do this? This is like the kind of um, what would like what we're focusing on the show," I was like, "Really? You want me?" <laughs> 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 so thank you. I feel really honoured that you asked me to come on.
0: It's really no, kind. look, it's um. You know, maybe once we, we continue to, to grow, we can have you back on in a year's time, maybe, and we can see how you've progressed and how you've got on with everything.
2: How I've taken over Joe Wicks.
0: There you go. You're the you're the fe- you're the female <laughs> Joe Wicks.
2: Yeah, I've he- I've heard that before.
1: But um, also, if, if we again. if we film this in a year's time, we certainly will be doing it in a pub scenario. Yes, we'll
0: yes. get it we'll is. get a studio. We'll get some some drinks. But um, until then, Gabby, thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Lots of love. Stay safe. Thank you.
0: If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Leave us a comment. And and John, if you are listening, leave us a nice comment, not a nasty one. (laughs) I love you, John. (laughs) Tom, we're good.